Welcome back to the Marine Corps Movie Minute, where we discuss the movies of the Marine Corps one minute at a time. We're currently in the middle of breaking down Heartbreak Ridge, and we've meet, uh, reached Minute 89. I'm Billy. And I'm Gunny Heiberg in the house. <laughs> and this went a lot smoother this time, except <laughs> for my flub, so. <laughs> Second time's a charm. Exactly. That's your line. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. I was like, I didn't hear it. <laughs> well, you know. That was my best work, too. You missed it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's lost. It's lost for the ages. Lost in the ether. I'll just have to trust you on it that it's good. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, was hilarious. My kids laughed. <laughs> <laughs> well, a good time was had by all, except for me. <laughs> so Perry is unfortunately un- not with us again today. So this minute begins with Gunny finishing po- playing his lifeguard duties by pulling uh, a drowned Major Powers out of the out of the water, and it ends with. Um, I guess the introduction of Recon Records. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Recon Records. Yeah. Well, welcome back, Doug. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming back. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is uh, this is fun. I like I like uh, talking about a movie that you know I just saw for the first time. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, I, I've seen I've known people that will guest on these on these things like just watching the three minutes or five minutes that they were given, and I'm not that that crazy i'll at least give the movie a, a look before i <laughs> before i just jump into three minutes but no i i i do like like doing like a fresh take you know, on a movie i never saw before but thanks for having me yeah you're welcome i really appreciate you joining i i recently uh episodes haven't aired yet but i recently was on two minutes about time mm-hmm. and i had never seen that movie before so they you know they told me i didn't have to watch the movie and i could just do the minutes and I found it on Netflix, so I'm like, I better watch it real quick before it's gone. Yeah. And, and I watched it, and I was like, you know, it's not a movie I expected to like, and if I was not a guest on a show, I never would have watched it in mm-hmm. a million years. It's not my, you know, it looked like a rom-com. It was a bit more than that, uh, and I ended up really liking it. And I, I called my dad, I'm like, Dad, because there's a lot of father-son stuff in it, and I'm like, Dad, did you see this movie and blah, blah, blah? He's like, yeah, I've seen it. I liked it too. But <laughs> it's '70s, watching rom British rom coms. So, <laughs> oh man, he's like, he told me the other day, I like, I like time travel movies. He goes, <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine he's their target audience. <laughs> no, not at all. I, but I like to joke that this movie, my dad is the target audience. We're going for the dad demographic here, you know? Oh like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is definitely. Um, I mean, I grew up with this movie. But I would even say that this movie is just slightly above, you know, like it's it's like I'm I'm just one, uh, what am I trying to say? Like I'm one generation removed of the target audience, maybe. But right. I I liked it anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, you you think this is more geared towards the the Clint Eastwoods or the the uh, Stitch Joneses of the world? I would I would have to say that this uh, the the Clint Eastwoods. <laughs> yeah. I think finding out just some of the stuff and research about this movie that the way Mario Van Peebles kind of, he was a young actor at the time, but he was older than a lot of the other actors. He was maybe 26 or 28 and then the other guys were maybe four. Um, hmm. And of course his, his father was in the industry. So he brought a lot to the table as far as ideas for shoots, uh, ideas for other guys. He, he wrote a lot of the songs. Maybe we'll get into it next minute. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He wrote the songs that Stitch Jones sings, mm-hmm. and, he, and he didn't know how to play the guitar. He lied about that. And just <laughs> took a couple of lessons. I think it shows. But <laughs> but who am I to criticize? I he lied on his it. resume. What? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> shocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, he could have fooled me though. But 
Yeah, yeah. There's something I forgot to bring up last minute about uh, lifeguarding, actually. I've made two references to that. Clint Eastwood was a real-life lifeguard. And I found an article from 2011. I'm going to post it in the quarter deck because I found it fascinating. It has some pretty good pictures. And it was uh, it was about Clint Eastwood in the 50s, 1953 in June. He went to this Red Cross uh, aquatic school, and he was one of the trainers there. He, he had been a, a lifeguard, like, I guess in the 40s. And then he was drafted or into Korea, but he, he never actually went overseas uh, to fight. He actually was a swim instructor or something during that time. So when he, when he got out in 53, he went and was this uh, lifeguard trainer at this place in Beaver Lake, Samish Plateau, what? somewhere. Yeah, it's like in Oregon somewhere. or Seattle or somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If I took two seconds to actually skim the article a little more, a little more better as I was about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> reading's hard I, it was, you know, if crayons if aren't involved i don't i don't do reading's it. hard talking's even harder yeah tell me about it and don't ask me your name because i won't remember it <laughs> but I, I found this uh I, I found it pretty cool that you know clint eastwood right this was literally only a year or two right before he be, kind of moved to uh la and became the clint eastwood we know and love he was a lifeguard and he was a lifeguard instructor and they got this one cool shot and it kind of relates to uh the military a little bit it's he's it says uh clint eastwood demonstrating a makeshift water wings beaver lake king county june 27th 1953 and it shows him in the water and he's got a pair of pants and you tie it off and that's something mm. that we have to do in boot camp and then you swim qual every every year every two years in the marine corps i think it's every two years once you're out of basic in the in the fleet and that's mm. one of the things you have to do is you have to take your pants off and you have to tie use your like bootstraps or whatever at the end to tie the you know at the ankles and use your belt to tie you get as much air as you can and then use your belt or whatever to tie off to make a flotation device yeah and you got there you go because you know marines are meant to be on ship and sometimes you have to abandon ship (laughs) yeah you, you may not have a life jacket so that was something we had to do and i just thought it was neat that there's clint eastwood demonstrating how to do that so uh, I'll, I'll post that in the quarter deck if anybody's curious about that, but yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. I think, I think it's neat. I like finding these old, you know, photos or, or, or still photos of, you know, actors or anybody, especially if it has to do with the military. Yeah. I one time did a presentation at one of the local comic cons on the Marine Corps birthday about veterans, a comic book creators who were veterans and, mm-hmm. and, because, you know, a lot of the guys that, you know, they, they went off to, you know, Stan Lee, he was yeah. in the army. The guy that created Superman, he was in the army. And, and I found these old uh, photos of a lot of these guys as in their military service. And I just thought it was fascinating. That, that was my favorite part about it. But I actually, instead of putting them on PowerPoint, I actually had pictures and brought in and showed everybody. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of neat. And to see Clint Eastwood before he was clint eastwood you know <laughs> I was, yeah it's it's like hard to imagine these people that have lives before you know we know them as actors yeah it's almost like they're real people yeah almost now we we tease peacock a little bit about this uh we we see him just really celebrating gunny's oh my god these watching the guys in the background are is my favorite part of shots like this yeah, <laughs> it's because I, like their their direction is is probably just like okay now you guys just get excited however you want to just get excited. Yeah, because like like Mario Van Peebles is he's jumping up and down like uh it, it's pretty funny. But there's there's a guy standing next to Swede 
and he's right in front of Gunny, and he's almost as tall as Peacock. He's just not as uh, muscular. And yeah. I think he's the one that suplexed him when he was in the water earlier. Pete told us oh. a little bit about it. He was a corpsman, and they were like, we can't make it a cakewalk for Swede. So, hey, you're big. Why don't you get in there and see if you can lift him? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I think that's him because he's, he's sizable himself. He's, he doesn't have quite the muscle structure as, as uh, one Peacock there. <laughs> yeah. I think few people do. <laughs> no, I know. I, I would say he's a mountain of a man. But and what's funny though too is I mean I'm, I'm not gonna tell Peacock stories. I can they can listen to the episode he was on. But he mentioned one time just how he went to audition for some role, and he's like the smallest guy there, or, or like he's the average guy there. Like he's, there's so many Jeez. other big guys. It's like I can't even imagine that. <laughs> yeah, like what kind of room is that? <laughs> right. <laughs> now I don't know if you notice it's like minute. Um, or I always say minute, but I mean second. When Lieutenant Ring is up on the hill celebrating, I think Peyton yeah. Manning star, uh, is watching him. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it does look like him. Oh, he's got that Manning nose. Yeah, there's all sorts of uh, cameos in this movie. I had no idea. <laughs> That's funny. He's definitely got the Manning look. I, uh, Ring celebrating was another one of my notes. He's just jumping around like a goofball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the thing is, I I like Lieutenant Ring because I I kind of like he's such a dork in the beginning. Yeah, it, but he means well. That's what I like about him. Like he's a dork, but he's not. He 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 learns. Yeah, well that that's the thing is is his willingness to adapt and you know make something. He rises to the occasion. Yeah, for sure. And and, and he actually has balls when it's all said and done. A couple times. You know he's he's the he's a boot and 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 we've joked because we weren't sure if he was a first lieutenant or second lieutenant because it's hard to tell and there's no mm-hmm. there's no literature or like on IMDb or we've never got a script or anything that's referenced it. Mm-hmm. So uh, luckily Pete Koch said he's pretty sure he he was supposed to be this is his first duty assignment. So we're like okay he's a he's a second lieutenant he's boot as hell that's how they play him. But he stands up to major powers by taking ownership for when Gunny freelanced the men he gave him permission. Oh, right. Yeah, Major Power saw that was his chance to run highway out of there, but but Lieutenant Ring stepped up. But, but he gave he gives the order later when they're in combat to to keep hard charging. Right. Yeah, so he's he's a good uh I, I like his character and, and yes, he is a total goof up there. <laughs> I yeah. I like his character too. I mean he's he's green as hell, but it's no fault of his of his, you know what I mean? So And that's that's true to life, though, too. It's like you're in charge, but you don't know anything more than half the guys you're in charge of. Right, right. Or you know, you have you should listen to somebody like Gunny. Mm-hmm. He may not have the authority per se to do some of the things, but he's got the experience and hopefully the know-how. And you help mentor these guys, and if they're smart, they learn from them. But that's how how an officer or like a supervisor or anybody of rank should be. Like you shouldn't just think you know everything more you know so much more than the guys below you like you you have as much to learn from them as they have to learn from you exactly exactly so i that's what i like about him it's it's fairly true to life (laughs) yeah totally we don't get a lot of the pit fight it's really just the end of it it's just them celebrating and i i do like that chuzu comes over right away super happy Mm -hmm. raises clint eastwood's hand and and there's just big smiles all around in my opinion I've already mentioned this before, and well, maybe I didn't because I don't know how time travel works, but I've <laughs> recorded something before that I might put in here. <laughs> so now we're going to save, and then they're going to hear it again if I insert the audio, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this stuff works. But it looks like a genuine moment on screen 
Like this isn't Tom Highway celebrating. This is Clint Eastwood celebrating with his cast. Well, I guess it's his cast, not his crew, but there seems to be a lot of genuine smiles and like pats on the back and, you know, mission accomplished job well done thing. And we asked Peacock about it and he did say that, you know, our instincts were fairly correct on that. It was Mm -hmm. a long physical shoe in the hot sun and everybody was on board and everybody really was on board as, you know, Gunny's like the quarterback or, you know, Clint Eastwood, he's the boss, but everybody Mm -hmm. liked him and they were on board for what the vision that he had. And it just seemed like it was, to me, it seemed like a genuine, wow, we we did it. Let's wrap it up. And and, I mean, yes, it was in character lifting the arm and all that, but it it Mm -hmm. just, that's how it came across to me. So it would be great if that was like the last scene that was shot of the entire movie. And that was like their celebratory send off. That would be cool. But yeah. Who the hell knows? It, it it would make sense too, but I think it was fairly early in the shoe. It was like maybe the second or third. I think it was like the third week. I think Pete told us. Oh. Let's throw it to Pete, and he can confirm or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's minute eighty nine. There's a pretty funny scene with you, uh, Pete, where you're. It's, it's when Gunny's basically winning. He's dragging Major Powers out, and you're just cheering him on, and you're like punching the air, and you throw your hands up in the air. <laughs> And I just thought that was a real funny, like, you know, like, yeah, just really getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just trying to bring some energy to it. Uh, that's a scene at, boy, at that point in the day, we, we had a lot of tired actors, uh, me and me included. And, um, and it was, you know, I, it was just, I was just trying to give it everything I had. And, you know, there was a lot of the, kind of shaky camera handheld camera stuff going on there and and just trying to figure out my my position and relationship to where the camera is you know like that expression if you can't see the camera it can't see you but you can't look at the camera so you got to feel it as we say and, and that, that's up to the actor to do that you know because you could be doing some great stuff and if you're just not you know clued into your position versus the camera camera can't see you and that's not used that's unusable footage that's a big waste of everybody's you know energy we're all trying to contribute you know to to make it something good so the camera's got to see you so that's what we're trying to do (laughs) yeah well it's front and center right you know right there on on the screen and it's a good little uh, i always call it little bits of business too it's i i like it it's it's Everybody's got their own little personality and character in the background, even though it's not really, uh, it's, it's, it's more about Clint Eastwood winning the fight and yet everybody's mm-hmm. celebrating in their own way. Just make a comment. You mentioned about Clint Eastwood putting a hard day's work and not really you know, having a lot to do until he gets in the pit with major powers, which is obviously jumping ahead a little bit. But I noticed um, there's just one shot at the end when he beats major powers and drags him out and Chuzu holds his arms up and everybody's cheering. To me, it looked like an authentic moment for Clint Eastwood, not as Tom Highway, but as Clint Eastwood. It looked like it was kind of like, hey, this was cool. We got the job done. You know, we we got the shot. We got, I mean, I'm just, this is something I could be reading into it. But it just seemed like after a long day of a physical shoot where it, like I said, it did look like it's fun. It seemed like everybody was kind of cheering him on Clint Eastwood. You know, like it, it seemed like a genuine moment that was captured on film. No, your instincts are exactly right. And by that point, we were had been filming together as a group for at least two or three weeks. And everybody 
everybody was really a hundred percent excited about making this film and and personally to a man uh i think i could speak to these actors i worked with that to a man everybody was just truly enjoying the experience of working with clint it was very easy to conjure up that that emotion of happiness and sort of gratitude and relief you know that he won the fight and you know, and, and the, ah, oh yeah, it doesn't it just like anything else in, in this world, you know, when you've got a boss that you like, it makes things, it makes life a much, much nicer. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it had to be cool, too. I mean, you were there for, for filming a Clint Eastwood fight scene. Like, how legendary is that? <laughs> I know. So crazy. <laughs> I know. You know, it's, it's clever, right? And you think about it, now, you know, that movie's there's a bunch of fights in it. Clint's got his moments to shine. It's just it's great. It's perfect. <laughs> you got some editing to do, my friend. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should have seen me the other night trying to do that. I was like, oh, I don't... Terrible. And with no buffer, folks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, we're doing it live. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's how we do We improvise, we adapt, we overcome. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the... the the, yeah, the whole mindset of this movie. Right, right. You know, uh, how better, you know, some people think we're cheating, but I, I say we improvise. <laughs> you know, we cut over really quick over to now uh, the, the head, basically. And we got the Marines cleaning up and getting ready for their 72 that they just won. So profile, he's sitting there, calamine lotion in hand, saying he mm -hmm. thinks he's got bit by every bug known to man. He, you know, somebody said he's got, he's going to get permanent light duty with all the crud that he's got in him. At that point, Stitch Jones which I'm not really understand what he was doing in the shower with his GMC hat on and his guitar <laughs> in hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause that's definitely the shower he's covered from. <laughs> and, and towel around his, his waist. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's either about to get in or just came out. I, I don't know, but he's, he's plucking that guitar strings. It sure is. I, I don't know. <laughs> but he tells profile that, Basically, this is like a dream come true for him, that he's basically, he doesn't have to put up with his shit anymore. I, I like that. He says, well, fuck you. I'm getting pretty good at this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys get into the actor that played Profile? A little bit, yes. Uh, Tom Villard is his name, and he actually lived one town over from where I went to high school. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat, which Perry likes to use as... Well, of course, you're like the profile of, you know, he's, he's a big goof and an idiot. So, <laughs> <laughs> Does he really talk like that? The only other thing I've seen him in is One Crazy Summer, where he's like over the top weird. Oh, that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. <laughs> he's great in that. Um, he's like that in most movies, but I don't think he's as like slow as he comes across. Uh, on the, I think he's, you know, I, as we joke, he's playing a Tom Villard character. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. I, I know I've I've seen him in interviews, you know, because he passed away in like the 90s. 94, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I know, I remember seeing him on movies. And he did like a horror movie that I've never seen. So I can't imagine he's as goofy in that as he is in every other movie. About the whole profile thing, though, I like when he told, you know, he basically told Stitch Jones, stood up for himself and told him to piss off because he's doing good. But I like, too, that they uh, they kind of all react when he tells him when he tells Stitch Jones that fuck off that he's like, oh, why you know, they just crazy because, you know, profile isn't like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, because even early on, he didn't. Uh, I joked that when he first met Gunny, he said recon doesn't kick ass. Recon kicks butt, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
real tough guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so this all this was on location stuff, right? Like this, this was the real barracks and the real, I guess, latrine or head. What, what do you guys call this? Well, we would call it the head. It's the head. Uh, I think the uh, the army would call it a. So yeah, they these were Quonson huts on in Camp Pendleton, and I think the the recon units that were they. I actually had the units written down somewhere. I, I forget offhand, but the Marines who were in that unit make up some of the Marines in like, there's this guy that walks by stitch Jones going into the shower. As stitch Jones comes out, comes right. out hundred percent believe that, that that guy was a real Marine. He actually looks like a guy I served with uh, oh, <laughs> same wow. mustache, say everything we, we <laughs> joked that we're like, that's our buddy. Yeah. So it, it's like you get these six or seven actors that we always get, you know, like they're all hanging out here in, in, in on screen, but there's a lot of guys that I recognize throughout this film that are just background guys. And I, I've, I've been able to identify a couple of them. Thanks to IMDB. Like, Oh, this guy mm -hmm. was actually a, a first Lieutenant as, as part of, you know, whatever infantry unit it was. And do any of them have any lines or is it really just background guys? Most of them are just background guys, but there, there's, there's like one scene where there's a guy who comes up and he says, platoon's ready, uh, gunny. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that guy has got to be, he never uh -huh. shows up again. He's got that look. Like you could tell he was like the platoon sergeant or something in real life. And you're like this, he's just got that look <laughs> too squared away. Yeah. I mean, there's no way I'm like, although there's, there's actually, I think it's in this minute too, when they're celebrating, you see Stitch Jones jumping up and right at the beginning of the first five mm -hmm. seconds, Stitch Jones is jumping up and down. There's a, there's a guy in the background right behind him. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy that Stitch Jones grabbed his, his, his balls when, uh, when he, fell forward and won the match. Well, supposedly won the match, but then oh. maybe he cheated. He was also the same guy in the bar early on. When oh, he oh, 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 th those guys were, were definitely yeah. uh, uh, real Marines. I, I meant to confirm this. I, I, I had read that that guy was a Marine and that they, they gave him a line. I've also yeah. thought I heard somewhere that he was Stitch Jones stand in, which I could kind of believe because they have a similar build. But he's got, he's just too squared away. And, and all the other guys that were with him were Marines. They were doing the, uh, the Marine yeah, bark, we're, we're, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The oorah, the yeah, yeah, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, they were, they were doing that. I don't, I don't do well, so I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Marine for crazy. Ah, uh, yeah. But I mean, I only did it in boot camp where I really meant it. <laughs> <laughs> so profile says like Gunny Highway is the sickest individual. It's been my sorry pleasure to ever come across. Is that, did I get that line right? That is exactly what he said. Yes. <laughs> it's been my sorry pleasure to ever, I don't know, just, just the syntax of that, of that uh, sentence kind of throws me a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, I was wondering, like, was that like a mess up? Like he just flubbed it a little bit and they're like, yeah, let's keep it. Or is it, did they really mean it? Like he's sick and I'm sorry that I met him because he's putting us through a lot of shit, but I'm happy I met him. It's a sorry pleasure. So it's like th those two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, Is it I'm glad I'm yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's kind of well. Maybe it's like when you you really do something physically demanding, but then it's like rewarding afterwards. I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know because I never do that, but <laughs> or is that just, or is that just them saying like, look, profiles just you know so brain dead that the, the, these are the words that come out of his mouth. I feel like he's the only one that could have pulled that line off that way. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. But that, you know, that made them uh, talk about uh, Gunny Highway, one sick individual. <laughs> a bionic Marine. Yeah. Recon records and songs like, but then actually that's the end of the minute right there. So um, we'll have to forward to the next minute to find out what kind of songs are going to make it on recon records. Yeah. 
So what do you say we do that? What do you say we just uh, wrap up this minute and uh, find out what's going on on Friday? I'm ready. Okay, Let's great. Go to it. Well, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Yeah, again, I'm uh, one of the hosts of Rocky Minute. You can find us, as I said before, uh, just Google the Sylvester Stallone Fan Podcast Network. You'll find uh, the Rocky Minute. You'll find Going the Distance, the Rocky Series Podcast, and the Slycast. All three of us are are on the same feed. Rocky Minute is usually a, a daily, you know, five day a week podcast, but we might cut it down to three because you guys, you guys got to figure it out. <laughs> that that five days a week, man, is killer. Yeah. <laughs> Killer. Yeah, I, I couldn't commit. <laughs> <laughs> You're smart. You're smart. <laughs> I can I'm barely above water on three, so <laughs> uh we have um we have one of those listeners groups on Facebook. We're called Mighty Mix, so you can find us over there. Otherwise we're rocking minute on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, I think that's it. All right, excellent. Well, you know, I'm gonna ask everybody to come back on Friday and wrap up the minute with Doug and or the week, I should say. And you know, while we were waiting, I texted Perry because Perry's not feeling well. So unfortunately, he wasn't able to record. And I told him, look, with you not feeling well, you're going to be able to get out of doing this whole podcasting thing. And he said, fuck you. I'm getting pretty good at it. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Marine Corps Movie Minute, where we discuss the movies in the Marine Corps one minute at a time. Currently in the midst of doing Heartbreak Ridge, and we've meet, we've reached minute 89. Uh, I'm Billy. That's your cue. Uh-oh. Did I lose you? <laughs> oh, shit.